Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to bzid.com. Bezid is your number one online auction source for brand name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung, and more at discounts of 75, 85, and 99% off retail. Go to com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to bezid.com. B-E-E-Z-I-D.com. Bezid.com. You're listening to the House of Cards, the voice of gaming in New Jersey, on AM 1360 WNJC. You know what cheers me up? What? Rolled up aces over kings. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. The House of Cards. Today, the game is different. With author and professional poker player Ashley Adams. Okay, you have some skill. Hello, listeners. Welcome to House of Cards. I'm Ashley Adams, your host for the hour. We've got a great show. I've got two guests. First, we're going to talk to an excellent poker writer and poker thinker. His name is James Splitsuit Sweeney. You may have heard of him in connection with two other authors we've had on this show, Doug Hull, with whom he's written the book Red Chip Poker. He's also associated with Ed Miller. Uh, he has a site, splitsuit.com. His name, James Splitsuit Sweeney, will be talking to him. I'm looking forward to it. And then we're also going to be joined by the casino manager of the 101 Casino and Card Room in Petaluma, California, a little north of San Francisco. His name is Travis Wakefield. We're going to talk about his room, one of the rooms I didn't get to on my recent California poker trip. So stay tuned. The key to winning poker is knowledge, and winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by World Series of Poker veteran Ashley Adams, can give you that knowledge. Cash games, small tournaments, whether you're a seasoned player, a novice, or just find yourself losing more often than you win, winning No Limit Hold'em can show every type of player how to consistently win at the game of No Limit Hold'em. You know it's been said that winning isn't everything, but it sure feels a whole lot better than losing. Get winning No Limit Hold'em, the new book by Ashley Adams, and start winning today. Now available at Amazon.com and wherever great books are sold. Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to bzid.com. Bezid is your number one online auction source for brand name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung, and more at discounts of 75, 85, and 99% off retail. Go to bzid.com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to bzid.com. B-E-E-Z-I-D.com. Bezid.com. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. 
Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at HouseOfCardsRadio.com. You're listening to the House of Cards. People act like poker's a new game. It ain't. Same game it's always been. Zeros are different. Let's play some cards. Hello, listeners. Welcome back. I'm Ashley Adams. This is House of Cards, and we are joined by James Splitsuit Sweeney. James is a poker player, a coach, and a writer. He's done videos about poker. He's written a book about poker. We're going to talk to him about his career and what he does. James, are you there? I am. Thank you so much for having me. Well, welcome to House of Cards. Why don't you give our listeners a thumbnail sketch of your background and how it is you came to be where you are in the poker world? So I originally started playing poker back in college uh, back in 2004 up at Syracuse University. And from there, I started playing a little bit online. I played at Turnstone because that was right next door. And then from there, after I finished college, I decided that I was going to start taking poker very seriously. So I moved out to Vegas with a bunch of friends who had done the same, and eventually I started coaching. And then from there, I wrote a book, did a bunch of videos, and here I am today. Where are you today? So literally, I'm out in Las Vegas, Nevada. You're in Las Vegas, and tell us what you do now and what about what you do you're most excited about? So right now I'm doing a bunch of different things. I'm, I wrote a book recently and just released it a couple months ago, and we're continuing to write a couple of extra volumes on that book. I also still make a tremendous amount of videos, and we have a new project with Ed Miller and our other authors, and that's redshippoker.com, and we have a membership, we have videos, we have books, and we're constantly adding there. So that's the big project that I'm very, very excited about right this moment. Well, I'm very familiar with Ed Miller and his student and fellow writer, Doug Hull. How do you fit into that combination? Are you part of a triumvirate of three are you uh, a friend? How do you fit into that? So it's actually a group of four at this point because we also have Christian Soto. And it's Christian and I have been working together for a while. Doug came out here and spoke at a WPDG meeting, and I met him there. And from there, we got to talking, decided we would write a book together. And then he knew Ed, and all three of us ended up having a meeting and decided that we were going to do a membership thing with Red Chip Poker and try to grow it as, as best as we possibly could and, and do some unique stuff in the uh, poker training space. Okay, you, you just mentioned some initials that I don't think our listeners know. You said WPDG, like everybody knows what it is. Tell our listeners what WPDG is. 
So WPDG is the Wednesday poker discussion group out here. It's a bunch of great poker players that get together and talk and discuss hands and discuss what's going on around poker around town. And it's a great place, and they also have a lot of guest speakers that come in and talk about either their books or talk about concepts. So I met Doug there, and I actually gave a talk there a couple of months back as well. I see. That's a group that uh, meets at a Mexican restaurant, right? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, I was a guest speaker there myself. At uh, Linda Johnson and Jan Fisher set me up to speak to the group. Uh, it's a great group of people. I guess it's a great you know, group. Yeah, I think of it as kind of like a Star Trek convention of poker players. <laughs> I think that's a pr- pretty fair way to describe it, for sure. Yeah, I mean, you have some great players, and then you have some just intense, very serious students of the game. And then you have some people that hang on and just kind of like hanging out with people that are very serious. Kind of like uh, RP, uh, recreationalgambling.poker, which was a site, a chat group a while back. And uh, we have meetings from time to time. Do you ever go to Barge? I, I've heard of Barge, and I think I went to one event once, but I haven't. I'm definitely not a regular member by any stretch. Okay. Uh you mentioned two things that I'd like you to go into a little more detail about. First of all, you've now three times referred to the fact that you wrote a book, but you haven't said the name of the book. Uh, why don't you give us the name and how listeners, if they're impressed with you, can go buy a copy? Sure, thank you. Uh, the first book that I wrote was Dynamic Flowing Poker Beyond the Basics. You can get that at Amazon, or I'd love it if you bought it directly from my site, and that's splitsuit.com, S P L I T S U I T. And then our new book is Red Chip Poker, and that's the one I wrote with Doug Hall and Christian Soto, and that you can get from redchippoker.com. Red Chip Poker. Okay, talk to us about both books. What is Dynamic Full Ring Poker Beyond the Basics? How is it special? What makes it different from all the other poker books out there? So Dynamic Flooring Poker is written in a little bit more of a textbook fashion. It's very linear, front to back, pre-flop to flop, and so on. And it's definitely for someone who has been playing poker for a little while, likes the game, and is serious about really taking their game to the next level. So it's very, very dense, over 350 pages. So if you're really looking to get more into poker to increase your thought process, that's pretty much, in my opinion, one of the better options for full ring poker, if you're, and especially if you're playing live, which has you know ten hands or nine-handed games. Now, Red Chip Poker is a little bit different. We decided to just take interesting hands and talk about them. So we talked about them from every single street, talk about what went into that hand, how you can take major lessons from those single hands, and it's written in a very nonlinear fashion. So it's one of those you can just pick up, find a chapter that interests you that day, read it. It's a great bathroom reader, if you don't mind me saying so myself. And uh, it's definitely a little bit different and dynamic, but also a great addition to any serious poker player's life. So, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. 
When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE16 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE16 at adamandeve.com. You're listening to the House of Cards. Join us online at houseofcardsradio.com. Quiet, young man. Can't you see we're having a poker game? Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. For listeners who just tuned in, we're talking to James Splitsuit Sweeney. Let's say I'm a typical one-two player. I play uh, in the soft games at the MGM, which are very soft. And, uh, you know, I'm breaking even or so. I'm maybe not quite beating the rake, but I am doing well enough that I think I have a future in this. It's not just going to be a losing hobby. Uh, which of your two books should I pick up next? I would say start with dynamic full-ring poker and start with that because that's definitely going to be more for, like, the hardcore serious. I really want to start taking my game to the next level and ideally look to move up to 2-5 sometime. And it's a great book that you can reference back to at any time. It reads a little bit more like a textbook, but it's going to really give you everything you need to be able to think much, much deeper. Not too much math in it, or am I going to be uh, beset with lots of graphs and pie charts and uh, numbers? It's definitely not as math, not as mathematical as some other books, but there's definitely math when there needs to be. I try to make it as simple as possible, and I use a lot of screenshots from the software Flopzilla, which is great for understanding how ranges hit flops. So there's definitely some math in that respect, but it's definitely not over the top by any stretch. Okay, now. By red chip poker, do you mean blinds of 5 and 10 and bigger, or do you, what do you mean? What game is this for when you say red chip poker? So red chip poker we thought was more for 1-2 and 2-5. In 2-5, obviously, you use a lot of red chips because they're $5 chips, and they're also very commonplace in 1-2 games. So those are kind of our major target focuses. It's not really meant for 5-10-plus. The concepts will certainly apply, but it's not really meant for 5-10-plus kind of players. Okay, so it might be a good book if I've already started my winning ways and I want to understand better how to fine-tune my game? Exactly. And it's also written in a very conversational tone. It's a little bit more fun than normal poker books out there. It's definitely not the kind of textbook that, say, Dynamic Flooring would be. So it reads really nicely as well as giving you some extra pieces that you can take away and add to your game and find extra edges along the way. Can you give me an example of what I might find, I mean, a specific example of the kind of stuff that you have in Red Chip Poker? Like, walk me through a you know, a particular lesson I might pick up. So 
one example is there's a chapter on, so essentially what we try to do is find more interesting hands that we could talk about. We try not to take mundane spots where hero flops the nuts and it's kind of a no-brainer situation, right? So we try to pick some interesting spots like throwing in an overbet with a kind of a gross top hair. We threw in some situations where you're value betting straights on flush boards. And I threw in some creative ones where I went for kind of crazy shoves pre-flop because I thought that it would be interesting and also I thought it would be profitable and I showed the intense math that would go into it that I do in real time off the top of my head and in situations where we talked about more complex math we did our best to make sure that we gave a little shortcuts so it's easy to apply this kind of stuff in real time if you're not a super math nerd like I am. Okay did you were you a math student at Syracuse University? I was a marketing student, so there was certainly a lot of math and stats that went into that. But poker math is, is something that I love doing, and I do a tremendous amount of it. And I understand that not everyone wants to turn poker into an ultra-math thing. So I try to make sure that we keep that in mind when we're writing our books. All right. Now, I think in your bio it said that you also do coaching. If I wanted to uh, hire you as a coach, first of all, how do you do your coaching? And then how would I get in in touch with you, and what do you charge? Sure. So coaching, the way that I do it, I, I offer a couple different kinds. I almost always exclusive do, exclusively do one-on-one coaching. I usually veer away from group coaching, and I can either meet you in person in Vegas or we normally do it online. That's normally the way I do it via Skype, and we use a program called Makogo so we can see each other's screens and look at the hand histories that we need to look at, et cetera. So the normal way that you go about getting coaching from me, we just go to my site, splitsuit.com, and there's a tab for coaching. You just read everything you need to get, and you get my contact information. Let me know what's going on, and we can have a conversation from there. And my normal rates are 85 an hour or 75 an hour if you take at least three sessions. Sounds pretty reasonable. Now, do you play, do you play regularly live in Las Vegas? I play. I try to play about once or twice a week, so it's definitely more of a semi-professional thing. And really, what I'm doing when I'm playing live is obviously gathering hand histories and stuff for books that I think are interesting, but also always trying to make sure that I'm keeping up with the current game dynamics. Poker is constantly changing and evolving, and it's important that we can keep up on, you know, all the little nuances that are changing because over time, you know, a bunch of little changes will certainly make the game look quite different. That's why the game looks very different today than say three or four. Four years ago. So give me an example of a little nuance that you've picked up on that maybe has happened in the last couple or three years that uh, makes the game different. I'd certainly say three betting. Now, three betting you don't see as much at, say, one, two, or at least not as much light three betting. But as you move higher, especially into like two, five, and five, ten, you're definitely going to see more more light three bets coming in. And that's something that really wasn't as prominent, say, five, six years ago, give or take. So little things like that will influence a lot of different things. It influences how your preflop stuff is going to get action. It influences the way that you want to react to those three bets. It influences the way that you can three bet yourself. So the little changes like that will influence a bunch of different parts of your game. Okay, I think I understand. Now, if I were to go to Las Vegas, where would I find you playing? In what game and what casino, likely? So I primarily play 1-2 two, and 2-5, two, and I play all over the place. I play a little bit in Red Rock, which is off the strip just because it's close to my house. 
And then when I play down on the strip, I'm usually either at MGM. I've been trying to play at Planet Hollywood more and Venetian. Those are my primary locations. Do you play tournaments as well as cash games? I don't play tournaments. I've been considering playing a rack at WSOP events, but tournaments really aren't my, my forte. I've really been playing cash for well, pretty much the last decade. So I primarily focus on cash games and, you know, Certain parts of the cash game strategy will carry over to tournaments, but tournaments require some extra finesse and some different thought processes in certain situations, and it's just not something that I've sunk a lot of time into. Great. Well, I'm going to be out uh, sometime during the World Series of Poker. I haven't made my plans yet, and if you're around, maybe I'll see. Do you still attend the Wednesday Poker Discussion Group? I will every so often. I'm definitely not a regular by any stretch, but I do try to show up every now and then. And if you're there, definitely give me a heads up or catch that and probably grab a beer as well. All right. Do you also go to the Monday night poker discussion group at the stakeout, if that still exists? I, you know, I hear about that all the time, but I've actually never made my way out there. So I it's see. a little bit more difficult. I have a son, and he's 10, so, you know, taking him to practices and stuff definitely takes up time, so I don't have the free time to do those kinds of things as often. But I've never attended that one, but the Wednesday one I try to every so often. Great. Well, I hope we'll be able to hook up. And if you have another book or any other reason to come back on, let us know. We'll put you on again. For sure. Thank you so much. Okay, that was James Splitsuit Sweeney, who has come out with Red Chip Poker and Dynamic Full Ring Poker Beyond the Basics. You can find him uh, at splitsuit.com. We'll be back with another guest right after a break. Hey, Jersey, we want to hear from you. Send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com or leave a message at our hotline at 609-474-4627. Don't just listen to House of Cards. Now you can be part of the show with the House of Cards hotline. Call us at 609-474-HOCR and leave a message for Ashley and the rest of the House of Cards crew. Comments about the show? Poker questions? You just want us to know about great places to play, or you just got bluffed out of a pot? Your messages may even be played on the air. Give us a call at 609-474-HOCR. That's 609-474-4627. The House of Cards Hotline, available 24 hours a day. Call the hotline or send us an email at info at houseofcardsradio.com and don't forget to visit our website at houseofcardsradio.com and follow the show on Twitter and Facebook. By leaving a message with House of Cards, you can send to having your message played on the air. Are you still shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to bzid.com. Bezid is your number one online auction source for brand name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung, and more at discounts of 75, 85, and 99% off retail. Go to bezid.com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to bezid.com. B E E Z I D.com. Bezid.com. Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. 
Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Hey, this is Dave Shadow from House of Cards with your House of Cards gaming report for the week of May 5th, 2014. Well, the fallout continues from the lifetime ban of the Los Angeles Clippers owner Donald Sterling for making racist remarks. Among the advertisers severing the relationship with the basketball team are two casinos, the Chumash Casino and the Mandalay Bay in Las Vegas. Mandalay Bay had signage at the Clippers' home games and advertised on the team's broadcast. Over the past two years, Mandalay Bay also hosted preseason games for the Clippers. A big legal win for Parks Casino in Pennsylvania last week. The state Supreme Court decided that the casino doesn't have to pay taxes on the prizes it gives away each month. The court agreed with Parks that the casino deserved a tax credit for the cars, sports tickets, and gift cards it gave away to players. Legal experts feel that a ruling like this could apply to all 12 Pennsylvania casinos. And finally, we take a look at the exciting world of bingo. Apparently one game was too exciting for a 60-year-old who suffered a heart attack while playing at the Mecca Bingo Hall in the UK. The weird thing about this story? As the paramedics worked on the man on the bingo floor, the 200 players continued the game with numbers being called out. The paramedics saved the man who was eventually placed in an ambulance. Man, the Brits love their bingo. Bingo! Have any news or tips regarding casinos, gaming, or legislation? Send us an email at newsroom at houseofcardsradio.com and follow us on Twitter at HOC Radio. Great moments in history. In 481 BC, the defeat of the Spartans at the Battle of Thermopylae. As long as Xerxes doesn't find the secret path to the hot gates, what is it, boy? Xerxes has found the secret door path to the hot gates. Ah, shit! In June 2008, House of Cards began podcasting. Go to HouseOfCardsRadio.com and click on the podcast button for all recent show downloads. You're listening to the House of Cards. Hit me, you five card stud. <laughs> Cocktail! Welcome back, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. You're listening to House of Cards. And uh, I don't know if you've been following this show, but for those of you who have, you know that I travel a lot all over the United States and all over the world playing poker. I got back not too long ago from a trip where I played in 25 rooms in the San Francisco, Sacramento, Stockton area. And one of the rooms that I wanted to play in, but it was just a little too far out of my way, was the 101 Casino in Petaluma. So I asked my producers, since I couldn't actually go there, 
if they could get somebody from that poker room to come on the show so at least virtually I and my listeners could experience that room. So we were lucky to get the casino manager, Travis Wakefield, who is joining us now. Travis, are you there? I am. Good. So give our listeners a good full taste of your casino focusing on your poker. I mean, I know you got table games and stuff, but I'm really interested in the poker. So what do you have? Okay, so we have uh, we offer ten poker tables. We have three six limit, four eight limit, two and five dollar blind, no limit, uh, pot limit Omaha, four eight Omaha with a half kill, and a lot of great action and a lot of great customer <laughs> service. Are you there right now? I am here personally. What do you have spread at this moment? A uh, a weekday night. What is going on right now? Uh, we have two pot limit Omaha games with the buy-in from five hundred to two thousand. Wow, the largest chip stack. Uh, we, that's in our VIP high limit room where we offer free meat and cheese platters, free food, and all that kind of stuff just to cater to those high limit players that want great action. Uh, we also have three six limit, four eight limit, and two and five dollar blind. Oh, I, my mouth is watering not just for me, but I have some friends who are pot limit Omaha specialists, and they they get a game. You know, my my base of operation is in uh, Massachusetts. I play down at Foxwoods, Mohegan Sun, and maybe occasionally Atlantic City. And they don't have juicy two five games all the time, the way you're describing yours. Uh, you have a game that pretty much goes all the time, a two five uh, pot limit game. Uh, usually, for right now, we offer daily, but right now we cater it to Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, ah, uh, four p.m. Clever. start time, and usually get two games of that going, where you can range from anywhere to ten thousand to forty to fifty thousand just on one table. And how late will the game go? Uh, depending on the players, it generally goes until about 4 a.m., so roughly 12 hours long. <laughs> oh, man. Well, then tell me, because I, I don't remember exactly, where is Petaluma relative to the major cities, Sacramento, San Francisco, San Jose, Los Angeles? Where are you located? Petaluma is about 45 minutes north of San Francisco, and oh. about an hour and a half east of Sacramento. So it's east of Sacramento. I mean, west, 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 west of Sacramento. Of Sacramento. And now there's a new room that's opening up in that area. Uh, I'm not going to mention it, but you found that you can sustain your games in spite of, I mean, there's tons of competition out that way. How do you keep your players coming? Uh, We provide excellent customer service. We know a lot of people by name. Uh, If we don't know them, we like to get to know them and just really cater to our poker players. We offer table-side food service, complimentary uh, non-alcoholic drinks and stuff like that. So do you have your own kitchen and restaurant on site, or do people have to call in and have food delivered from other restaurants? We have our own uh, food uh, restaurant and bar. It's called the City Limits Restaurant. And what kind of food do you serve? Uh, it's American food, I would say, steaks, pastas, all that stuff. And we do have a couple Asian dishes on there and just a wide variety of food. Do you have breakfast as well, or are you not open for breakfast? No, we are open. The restaurant's open from 6 a.m. until 10 p.m., <laughs> and then we have food service in the card room until about 1.15. Oh, man, how did I miss you guys? What's your what's your rake, your drop uh, in the game, both the actual house take and if you have a bad beat jackpot? What do you take out? Uh, we take $5 total. On our lower limit games, like 3-6, we take 4. Oh, so that's not too bad. No, not at all. I mean, I know that in Cal- people like you know talk that care about this kind of thing. They talk about how in California they take the money up front. But if you're only taking five bucks, do you have promotions that you offer like 
high-hand jackpots or bad beats, or do you not offer that stuff? No, we offer actually a, a wide variety of jackpots. Um, we do daily drawings where you could earn tickets for every half hour that you play. Uh, we do $500 every day from 2 p.m. till midnight. Uh, that's our current promotion in March. And then we offer a uh, super bad beat jackpot, which is quad eights or better beaten, which is around 101000 We have a mini bad beat, which is any aces full, beaten by four of a kind or better. Seeds at 1000 goes up $50 every day. Um, we have royal flush bonuses. We have high hand bonuses for Omaha. We have an Omaha bad beat, a PLO bad beat, which are both any quads beaten. So a lot of the money, a lot of that money, that dollar at least, is getting churned back into the game in high hand bonuses, bad beats, and the like. And, Absolutely. Oh, that's that's good. Now let me ask you this. Now I noticed that in a lot of rooms out in California, they don't have any kind of uh, comps for players. You mentioned free food in the VIP section. Do you offer anything else to players, seated players, while they're playing, any kind of points or anything like that? Yes, absolutely. We do have uh, part of our loyalty program, our uh, rewards program. For every day that you come in and check in with the floor, you basically get $3.50 towards food comps. Uh, We do also have a wide variety on our players' menu, so if you're playing – in a live game, that you get discounted food as well. Wow, cool. How did I miss you guys? I, I don't know. I, well, I went, you know, what I did was I headed due east. I went to the California Grand. Then I went to uh, <laughs> I went to the Limelight. I went to uh, Capitol Casino, and I just didn't go north at all until I got out. I went up to Chico, but you're quite far west of Chico, right? You're like a, an hour or so west? Yes, all right. Well, let me ask. Large, largest big city closest to us would be Santa Rosa. Santa Rosa. Okay. Where is Santa Rosa? I don't relative to San Francisco. Uh, it's about fifty minutes north. I see. Well, that's why I didn't go north. Next. Well, well, let me ask you this: uh, You don't have a a hotel on site, do you? Uh, we actually have two uh, hotels that are literally in the same parking lot, uh, but it's just not affiliated with the One One Casino, and we do have uh, special discounts with them accordingly. So, Oh, man, I should just make a special trip to go out to your place. Absolutely. You, you run 24-7? Yes, we do. Wow. I noticed also in your promotional material, one other question, and then I'll cover all the other table games you have just to be thorough, but you mention a game that I have only seen spread at the bicycle, the bike, down in L.A., a game called Mexican Stud. Do you actually ever get a Mexican Stud game? Uh, to be honest with you, we used to get it every Wednesday and Saturday. Uh, recently, we haven't been spreading it. I couldn't tell you why, but, yeah, we do offer it. It's a five-card stud poker game. Um, it's a spread limit game, so you could bet anywhere from 5 to 50, depending on which game, or you could bet 5 to 500. Yeah, it's as close as anyone is going to find in this country, maybe anywhere in the world, as close as you're going to get to five-card stud. If if it's played the way it's played down at the bike, you use the bug, the joker, and you deal two cards face down, and then the player can turn one of them face up. Is that how you do it? Uh, We do it. They get two cards on the initial deal, and then one card's up, one card's down. The highest card is going to... Bring out the bet. I see. So you do, you deal it exactly like five stud, one down, one up. You don't give the players the option of flipping one up. Correct. Ah, okay. Well, geez, I'm 
Sorry to hear that you don't get that spread anymore, though I understand you'll spread whatever the players want if there are enough of them, right? Absolutely. We'll spread any <laughs> limit game, any no limit game. Um, we got approvals for a lot of games, so we are more than willing to accommodate players' requests. When was the last time you spread seven-card stud? Uh, that's been before my time. <laughs> <laughs> right. Back when you spread low ball, probably. Yeah, exactly. Uh, just, play, when they were still playing in the pool hall. We got a couple minutes. What is the history of your room? I know, I know a lot of card rooms have a long history. What's the story with uh, the 101 Casino? Uh, the 101 Casino actually used to be a small card room called uh, Sonoma Joe's. Um, some people that are from around this area might recognize that. Uh, but an owner... Uh, bought this casino as well as five other uh, card rooms in California. And so we became part of the Park West family. And it's a couple of different card rooms in Sacramento, one's in Livermore, and we're just part of that happy family. And Well, you got to tell us what the other places are so I can comment on whether I played in the other places. Okay, uh, Rancho Cordova. Oh, yes, I played there. Lodi Casino. I played there. Now it's called the 99, isn't it? I, no, it's still called the Lodi Casino. Oh, that's the one in Livermore? Well, the the one in Lodi is called is in Lodi, and then there's the 580 Casino, which is in Livermore. The 580, and uh, there's another one too, right? Uh, yes, I'm drawing a blank right in now. In Sacramento, there's the Limelight, there's the Capitol, um, there's the uh, Casino Royale. Uh, Lotus. Lotus is the other fifth of our properties. So we see. have the 101 Casino, uh, Lotus, Rancho Cordova, Lodi, and Casino 580. Wow, a chain. Yep, all part of the Park West family. Do you do any cross-promotional stuff, like you can accumulate points or you have a mega bad beat of all five properties or anything like that? Uh, not at the moment, but we are currently in the works of creating stuff like that. Cool. Well, I you know, every time I talk to a really good casino or poker manager who knows his room well, it just makes me so excited about playing there. I hope we get to meet Travis. I would love to come out there, and uh, I'd love to do a show from out there, but uh, we'll have to talk to my producers. And we will talk again when I play out there, Travis. Sounds good. All right. Listeners, we were talking to Travis Wakefield. He is the casino manager of the 101 Casino in Petaluma, California. We're going to take a quick break, then we'll be back with our next guest. Fellas, are you looking to spice things up in the bedroom? Been fantasizing about surprising your lover with an adventurous new toy or adult movie? Well, here's an offer you won't be able to resist. Go to adamandeve.com, and for a limited time only, you'll get 50% off just about any item. But that's not all. Oh, no. When you select your one item at 50% off, you'll also receive three free adult DVDs for a little inspiration. Plus, a free extra gift so sensual, we can't mention it on the radio. And to top it all off, we'll even throw in free shipping on your entire order. And no, we're not teasing. So check out adamandeve.com today for this special offer. Get 50% off one item when you type BABE16 for the offer code upon checkout. When you do, you'll get three free DVDs, a free extra gift, and free shipping. Just use offer code BABE16 at adamandeve.com. 
Hey, this is Dave from House of Cards, and I just wanted to take a minute to tell you about Jersey Man Magazine. Whether you're born and bred in Jersey like me, or even from Jersey but live somewhere else, Jersey Man is the perfect magazine for you. Health issues, state business news, sports, food, you name it, Jersey Man talks about it in a fun and informative way. They even host their own networking events where you can meet and greet other community members and professionals. With contributors like Bill Lyon, Stan Hockman, and George Anastasia with his own mob scene column, Jersey Man covers our region like no one else. Check out their website, jerseymanmagazine.com, for more information and some really cool Jersey Man merchandise. Jersey Man's available at most major newsstands, and you can even subscribe online. That's jerseymanmagazine.com. Jersey Man Magazine. Hey, if you're from Jersey, it's the only magazine you'll ever need. Are you or a loved one currently suffering from arthritis, COPD, or other chronic conditions and can't get relief from current treatments? If so, there may be another option. Local physicians are conducting research studies in your area today, and you may be eligible to receive up to $1,300 in compensation for participation. These studies are confidential and are taking place for a limited time. Call 855-912-PAIN, 855-912-PAIN today to see if you qualify. Health insurance is not required. Call 855-912-7246. Hi, listeners. This is Ashley Adams. I just wanted to uh, mention something, that if any of you have any poker questions that you would like to ask, we are always interested in your questions and comments about the show, about the guest strategy questions. They could be practical questions about where and how to find the game. Send your questions to info at houseofcardsradio.com. And you can also get our tweets on Twitter at www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. We're very interested in them. And of course, if they're particularly interesting, we'll put them on the air and answer them here in our segment of Mailbag. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com slash HOC radio. Info at houseofcardsradio.com and www.twitter.com dot com slash HOC radio. You're listening to House of Cards on the House of Cards Radio Network. Check us out at houseofcardsradio.com. You're listening to the House of Cards. How lucky you are. With Ashley Adams. I'm kind of a big deal. People know me. Who the hell do you think you are? Welcome back. This is Ashley Adams. I'm joined by Dave Weishattle. Uh, We're now at our final segment, my favorite segment, which is... House of Cards mailbag. What do we have in the mailbag, Dave? Hey, how you doing? We are first question from Boston. John from Boston wants to know, what is something you think is an important element to the game that people seem not to acknowledge? Um, okay. Something that is important that people seem not to acknowledge. I think um, game selection is probably the most important thing that many people don't uh, think about which is you're going to make money if you're in a game with people who are not, on average, as good as you are. And in fact, the amount of money that you make is directly proportional to how much better than the average of the players that you're playing against is. That would be the first thing. The second thing that the casual player doesn't know, but of course the 
serious player or the regular player would know, but most casual players do not think about the importance of your position relative to the people you're playing against. So, for example, I want to sit down with the aggressive, solid player to my right so I have the advantage of seeing his action before I decide to act. In Hold'em, I can play many more hands if I am in late position relative to the dealer. I think this is stuff that a lot of the basic players don't do, uh, don't think about. So those two things, most of all. Okay, our next one comes from Steve from New Jersey. Do you think it's good to have a wild reputation at the table? Do I think? Among the women, uh, probably. (laughs) Uh, I think it's interesting. I think... It's helpful to have a wild reputation if you know how to adjust your game to take advantage of that wild reputation. Here's what I think is more important than having a wild reputation. I think it's important that you know clearly what your image is in the mind of your opponent, whatever that image is. So if it's wild, then recognize how that wild image is going to play out and how you can take advantage of it. That Well, when you have a solid hand and you bet it aggressively, people are not apt to believe you and you're likely to get called. Well, that's very useful. You can make a lot of money if they think you're wild and you have an excellent hand and you bet it just the way you bet it when you're uh, playing wildly and they think you're wild and they call you. That's the ideal situation to be in. But similarly, if you have a tight image, you need to know that. Because then you can steal more. Then you can manipulate opponents who think that you're normally very tight and take advantage of that. And both ways, both a very wild or a very tight image, can be profitable to the skilled player who recognizes what his image is in the mind of his opponent. Well, let me ask you something beyond placing your bet and playing the cards. We see these people on television who jump up and yell and scream at the table. I'm assuming that's an act. Or is that... Have you played against people who were actually that way? And not. Well, I, I've never, I don't know if I should admit this uh, on the airwaves, I have never been a final table player in a major tournament. Uh, I just, that's not my game. I'm not that good. I don't play that circuit. I mean, I suppose if I played, you know, 20 or more major tournaments a year and I play a couple, maybe five, uh, I, my chances of being in that situation would improve and it might be I could give you first-hand advice. But I can tell you this. Uh, a lot of those players who are at that final table, people that I know, are really exuberant. They are not acting. There may be a few of the pros that have deliberately put on the appearance of being wild and crazy people that have no control over their emotions because they think it's good drama, and good drama turns into good ratings, and good ratings turns into good money. Potentially, they'll want to call them in. But I think most of the time when you see players stand up when they're all in and root for their hand, they are really emotionally engaged, and that's the way they're feeling. And they are uh, just, when you think about how much money could be on the line on the turn of a card, they are juiced up. And, you know, it's not from Full House Blend, because Full House Blend has the right amount of caffeine, and it won't make you do that. Um, (laughs) But, no, I think a lot of these guys are juiced up and uh, just from the emotions. Well, as a player playing against players like this, how do you cope with their actions like that? Do you just focus and tune them out, or do you just play off what they're doing? Well, that's that's a very good question, Dave, and I want to give you the appropriate, thoughtful response. I think that the healthiest attitude to have at the poker table, and this is true for high-stakes private games that I've been in, big-stakes tournaments, 
final tables, the whole thing, the healthiest attitude to have is at least a slight sense of bemused detachment over the antics of my opponent. Now, a lot of guys are very, very serious about everything that happens at the table. I think that's a mistake. I think that if you're too serious, if you're too engaged in the minutia of what happens, whether somebody raises an eyebrow at you, whether they kind of look at you uh, askance and are insulting your play, whether they say something rude, and if you take that personally, you're going to be engaged in the emotional byplay that can only hurt your best move. Uh, I rather, I mean, if somebody's acting like a complete jerk, I never take it personally. I kind of like it because it means to me that they are themselves emotionally engaged in a way that's throwing them off. So I never take the bait, or at least I try not to. And I always can laugh at myself if I make a mistake. Or here's a perfect example. Um, somebody will bet, I will raise, and they will call me. And we show our hands down, and I get lucky on the river, and I win, even though he had a better hand. And my opponent is furious that he's lost the hand where he has played strategically in a more uh, a more appropriate way. And he's furious that my bad play has been rewarded by a lucky card at the end. So he will be berating me. This happens. I mean, I'm not a great limit hold'em player. I'm not even a great no-limit player. I'm a good no-limit player, so I make mistakes, and sometimes I'm rewarded because the vagaries of chance are that sometimes you are. So when he berates me, Rather than arguing back and trying to salvage some of my reputation by explaining why my move was justified, and in poker, you can, if you're smart, you can almost justify anything if you want to. Well, I knew that you had this, and a lot of players do that. You know, uh, how could you have called me with Queen 10 off like that? Didn't you know some players will say, well, I knew what you had, but I was trying to, or whatever. I never do that. I always just play the fool. I say, you know, you're right. I just got lucky. What can I say? Better lucky than good. Ha! Which, you know, that would make me more angry. Good. <laughs> good. I want to make you more angry, but I want to look like I'm doing it innocently. I don't want to be thought of as deliberately sticking the needle in and saying, ha ha, I won, you lost. And uh, But in effect, I want to do that. I want to set you off. But I want to do it in a way that I look innocent rather than manipulative. Um, so if I can retain my sense of humor about things or my idiocy while somebody can't, I've won. What, what's the appropriate etiquette for something like that? Someone's yelling at you just, I mean, if he's over the top, has anyone been over the top against you? And you, did you have ever have to tell anyone, look, I can't play with this guy? Or uh, <laughs> The worst thing that ever happened to me in a casino uh, was not because of somebody being mad. The worst thing that ever happened was I was at Mohegan Sun in the old room before they closed it down, and, of course, they reopened. And the player to my right was drunk out of his mind. And uh, for whatever reason, he just took a kind of a sarcastic dislike to me. I was not doing anything. I was just playing. And the first thing he did was he was in his drunken stupor playing with my chips, and like just, you know, he put his hand and he knocked my chip stack over. He put his hand over to a small stack of chips that I had in front of me and he knocked it over and he said, and I'm going to take them, you know, because <laughs> you can't play. And I, I looked at him and I just said, um, well, if you take him, you take him, meaning in play. And uh, and he kind of looked at me again. And uh, the next hand that I won, he wasn't in. 
and he reached over and grabbed my nipple <laughs> through my shirt and squeezed it. And <laughs> so that's not some weird poker term. He actually literally he grabbed literally grabbed me in a way that I. I mean, it was absolutely inappropriate and mildly painful. And my impulse was to uh, punch him in the throat, which the other players later on said, why didn't you really? I didn't. I pushed him away. He fell off his chair. I called the floor, and the floor banned him from the room. But that, other than that weird incident, I've never seen the guy since. I don't know what he's doing, if he's doing that move elsewhere. Other than that, I have never had to do anything other than laugh and shake my head and look away, and the incident was diffused. I mean, there have been incidents where people were calling me names, and I just agreed with them or nodded. I never took offense. I never stood up and got in their face. I've always been able to diffuse it with a combination of uh, humiliation, uh, humility and uh, humor. That's you know, what I found. It just occurred to me, I've never actually seen you play. So I, I want to. Where are the cards? Do you I have know, any yeah. money? Yeah, right. We can do it right now. But are you one of those players that have the sunglasses on and the earphones on and blocks out the world completely? Or do you like to know everything going on in the room? Well, those two things are not mutually exclusive. Um, I never wear headset. I don't like things sticking in my ear when I'm playing poker. Uh, I have friends who do, and they swear by them. They think it helps them concentrate. I do like to engage other players, and I used to wear sunglasses because there's absolutely no question about the fact that wearing sunglasses prevents other players from looking at your eyes when you play, and your eyes can betray a lot of things. I can learn a lot by looking at people's eyes, where they're looking when the flop comes, uh, where they're, whether they look at their cards, whether they're looking at me. It's very helpful. So I used to wear sunglasses because I was convinced it gave me a strategic edge. But then I found that the disadvantage of wearing sunglasses, for me, outweighed the advantage. And the disadvantage was that I could not engage people nearly as easily in casual conversation. And they couldn't look into my eyes, so they were less inclined to chat and talk and relate to me and befriend me, which had a strategic uh, impact and also a personal impact. Strategically, I find I can pick up things about players, I can soften their play against me, which is very useful. If you're friends with your player on your left, if that person and you have had a nice little chatty acquaintance, they are less likely to be aggressive. They're less likely to raise you, to bluff you, to push you when you have a mediocre hand. That's very useful. And that happens more when you have eyes that they can engage in by not wearing sunglasses. But the second thing was a personal thing. I like making friends at the table. I actually forget the poker. I like the interaction, and I couldn't do that as well with sunglasses. Even with the nipple guy? <laughs> Very good. Even with the Moving nipple guy. Moving on to Bob from Florida. Wait, 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 wait. wait. Oh, are you oh, not wait. done? No, oh, okay. I'm not done. But you have to Usually know. the word nipple ends a conversation. Well, maybe it would, but you, you touched on something that actually made me uh, distinct in the poker room that you should know about. What's that? Um, I used to wear a gas mask. You're being serious. I'm being serious. And I was known as the guy who wore the gas mask. And frankly, my play was better back then than it's ever been since because I had a complete mask over my face. People thought I was Darth Vader. And when I would raise, boy, they took it very seriously. And I could play uh, and win a lot of pots by bluffing. And I had a very steely image. And uh, 
I enjoyed it a great deal. So you've you've gotten me to talk about my days of not being a smoker in a smoking room, and I'm happy to do it. That ends our show. On that note, on my mask story, we'll be back with you next week. Thank you for joining us on House of Cards Radio. Shopping the old-fashioned way? Well, then buzz on over to bzid.com. Bzid is your number one online auction source for brand-name new items from companies like Apple, Sony, Canon, Dyson, Samsung, and more at discounts of 75, 85, and 99% off retail. Go to bzid.com and use the offer code VIP and get three bids for the price of one. That's offer code VIP to get three bids for the price of one. Go to bzid.com, B-E-E-Z-I-D.com, bzid.com. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.